Hey y'all, welcome back to a very special episode of Tuesday Tips. This is brought to you by the Hunt Deep Podcast. This is your co-host Perry, joined by a couple of uh, repeat offenders, Carter and Derek, and the main man of the hour, Mr. Luke Cox, who we just found out is going to be headed to the hospital later tonight. Immediately after this podcast. <laughs> Immediately after we get done recording, which is hilarious that your wife is still letting you record a quick podcast. He's <laughs> married to I'm that woman. Finally getting that reassignment surgery. Yeah, priority, right? <laughs> nah, so yeah, this this is exciting, man. We're all super pumped for you. So we thought we'd do something a little bit different this week for Tuesday tips, which is um maybe do like a tips for uh for new dads. We got a few of the me- team members here, myself, Carter, Derek, who are all fathers of, of young children we've all kind of been through that ringer so we thought we'd just give you a couple couple tips tricks things we wish we had known um and uh you know ideas to think about as you get get ready to have no idea what the hell you're doing for the next couple years of your life well i can appreciate i appreciate all the help and i need all the help i can get no doubt it's uh it's definitely going into the great unknown i'm sitting here and I'm like when we thought the induction got postponed because of uh, availability of hospital space. And then Caroline and I were on a walk trying to induce labor actually, and uh, to get it going early. And then she got a phone call and they were like, okay, be there in like seven hours. I was like, Oh shit. (laughs) It's game time. (laughs) Game time for sure. You texted us. You're like, Oh shit, I'm leaving for the hospital right after we record. I was like, damn, I can't believe we're still going to record. That's, (laughs) that's dedication right there. Yeah, I figure, you know, we, we owe the folks what they want, which is Tuesday Tips. We've been getting a lot of feedback recently about how everybody loves it, so we'll, we'll get it out. I can, uh, I'll can i edit it tonight after Caroline goes to bed. Well, cool. Well, good deal. Well, you, uh, you want to start us off here, Derek? Uh, yeah, sure. So my tip is to um, to choose wisely the, uh, the time and I guess the uh, – we'll say vigorous, uh, vigorousness of your uh, activity with your child. Because I think in between Quinn, my daughter being like, I don't know, like six months to nine months years old, I was, or nine months old, I was playing with her and uh, I had like, was picking her up and it's like lifting her over my head and she fucking launched just this torrent of puke right onto my mouth and I don't know how it got into my mouth, but I, I like, I, I latched down like a steel trap, I guess, right before it hit. It's, it just covered me. It's in my beard. It's all over my lips. And Jenna like wasn't paying attention at all. So I couldn't like yell because then the puke would get in my mouth and she was eating breakfast. So like I went over, I'm holding the kid. I'm like, like trying to get her attention. Like, "Mm, mm," and she's like, what in the fuck do you want? And she turned around and I am covered in this vomit. Oh man. And she like, instead of taking the child so I can go wash my face, she laughed her ass off and then took a picture. But that is, that's my tip right there. Um, don't go shaking your kid right after it eats. Cause I did not know that she had drank a whole bottle of milk and, uh, that worked out poorly for me. That's hilarious. I'll, I'll keep that one in mind. That's funny you say that, man. I had a similar experience the middle of the night with my son, my firstborn. Dude, and yours is probably going to be the same way, Luke, just knowing the little, you know, ravenous feeder that uh, that you are. Dude, if, you're, if he wakes up in the middle of the night and chugs a bottle and, like, you know, wakes up screaming, 
So he's hungry as hell, chugs an entire bottle. You don't stop to burp him in the middle of the bottle, which is like, you have to do that. I don't care how pissed off your kid is. I don't care how early in the morning it is, how tired you are. Take a break, burp him. Because, dude, Derek, the same thing happened to me. Leaned back. I had a full beard. I was wearing no, you know, nothing on but my boxers. I was, I had just woken up and this kid unloaded an entire bottle directly at point blank range right into my face. And then you got to feed him again. Yeah, like, that was the worst. So not only did I have to go get in the shower, get cleaned up, but then I, we had to do the whole thing over again. Yeah. I had to I wake my, my wife daughter. up. I love my daughter more than anything. I'll gladly bury a body for her, but I wanted to punt her across the fucking room as soon as she did that. <laughs> Oh, man. It's going to be a fun couple of days. Yeah, just get prepared to have all sorts of bodily fluids on you for the next couple of years. Oh, yeah. I guess another tip I got is like when you go to change a diaper, don't angle or angle them up a little too much because like I was changing her one time and she just started pissing and I had her legs up too high and she like pissed right into her face and I felt like father of the year. <laughs> oh, man. How bad is that, uh, that first diaper? Actually, like the, horrible. Uh, the breastfeeding diapers, like the breast milk diapers, are nothing. But no, uh, but the the first one coming out of the out of the womb. I mean, it was. I didn't. The first two weeks is easy, man. You yeah. got these like it's like tar, easy money. Yeah. And then yep, when yep. they start having human poops, it gets real gross. That's yeah. when it's bad. Real when gross. they start eating food, they start eating like real food or formula. That's when it gets nasty. Breast yeah. milk's fine. And then after that, it's it starts getting real gross. Real yeah, when fast. they get human, oh boy. Game on. Here's another pro tip. Don't rush to change the diaper the second they poop. Give them a minute, especially when they're when they're young, because a lot of times they'll have back to backers. And there's nothing worse than like getting them 90% of the way cleaned up and being down there in the middle of it, and then you they just unleash it all on you again. Take five minutes. They're they're gonna be fine. That's what you're buying the butt paste for. Don't feel the, you don't got to change them immediately. Yeah, that's a, that's a great tip, man. Back to backer. That's a term we're going to start using around here. Yeah. Make sure they have it all out before you start changing diapers. That's brilliant. So, uh, one of the greatest, uh, Christmas presents that my nephew ever gave me was when he was like, I don't know, probably 10 months old. And, uh, he took a big old shit while we were opening up presents and his mom went to change him and he was having a back to backer and she had already like pulled the diaper out. And so he like shit right into her hand because there was nowhere else for it to go. And she didn't want it to go on my mom's carpet. So my nephew oh, laid his shit right into his mom's hand. And that was like one of the best Christmas presents I ever got. <laughs> Back to backer. That's also the term we're going to start using for Evan's dysfunctional relationships. <laughs> nice. Oh man. That's, no, that's, that's funny stuff. All right, well, I'll, yeah, I'll jump in next here. Um, so my tip is actually going to be something that I've actually uh, talked about before a little bit. I'm going to so we got as a gift for my son um, one of those backpacks, those those carry on backpacks. I think it's like um, you know an Osprey that you get from from REI or something like that. My tip is uh, invest in one of those things. Those things aren't cheap. Already got one. Yeah, I, I thought you did. Um, and this, this goes out to any, anyone out there, any, um, you know, parent of a, of a young child or, or expecting parent that's, you know, interested in the outdoor lifestyle hunting, et cetera, get one of those backpacks. Um, 
put it on your registry, whatever it is. It is awesome. You can take them, you know, hiking, um, fishing. I think there was a time where Evan was actually up there, um, fishing in the mountains and I wasn't up, but my mom was keeping Jonah and, um, he threw him in the back of the backpack. He was probably like two years old and he was wading the new river catching smallmouth with Jonah in the backpack. Um, I can't tell you how many hiking trips we went on when, you know, Jonah passed out back there. They've got the sunshade. Um, it's a great way to just to get them out there, um, get them experience. You know, you can heck this time of year, you could do that while you're out there scouting for deer. Um, so it's, uh, it's one of those things that's well worth the money and we've, we've definitely used it for both of ours. Did you have one of the front little rigs too? So we did, we had one of those, Melissa used that a lot, um, when they were brand new. Um, those are good for, for working around the house. Honestly, I, I didn't use it as much because I just would typically put them down and give them a toy to play with. But, um, yeah, those are, those are handy too. The front rig's sweet if you want to, you can still vacuum and sometimes baby will take a nap and go to sleep like that. Or if you need to get stuff done outside, like if I need it, like I'll go garden with her on the, you know, on the front, I can go out there and, or feed the chickens or like do whatever the, the front rig's sweet. Big fan of that. Yeah. That was kind of my plan is I can still work in the garage, you know, work on arrows or whatever, like whatever I'm doing with him, like on my chest, figure that would work out well, fuck around in the yard. If you I mean, get one of here, but yeah, or a chainsaw. <laughs> well, and if you get if you got one and you're going to use it, dude, start them out like as early as you can. I think they have to be able to hold their head up kind of by themselves. Um, but I mean, you know, they get to that point fairly quickly, and then get them used to that. And man, a lot of kids. I mean, ours did it to some extent. A lot of kids they'll sleep in that thing. You can just tote them around. You know, afternoon they'll just they can get their nap in their little kangaroo pouch. Think, don't think my kid's gonna have much problem holding his neck or his head up with the the necks that his coxmen have. It's all yeah, neck, it's just just head and shoulders, basically. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, that's it's one of those things. It's it's a worthwhile investment. It's it's a great way to get your kids out there um, with you while you're going on, you know, getting getting after some of these activities. And at the end of the day, like that's what that's what we're trying to do, right? Is introduce the next generation to to these things that that we're passionate about. So yeah, that's. That's my tip for this one. What you got for us, Carter? Um, I got a couple short ones that I wrote down this week thinking about this. One, A couple things that I wish someone would have told me beforehand. Um, the fir- <laughs> first one, all I wrote down is do the shit jobs, which I think Luke's going to do anyways. And this probably goes with like any first job or anybody getting into uh, a new arena of something. But as soon as that baby's born, Luke, Caroline, is going to be like mother of the year instantly. And Derek and Perry, you guys can probably back me up here. It's like, it's pretty amazing to watch. Like it just happens. Like they're built for it. And all like instantly Robin was like super mom and I'm standing there and they, they hand you this baby and you're like, what do I do with this? Like I'm not checked out to do this. I shouldn't be allowed to like leave the hospital with this thing. And you're just basically in that, in that labor and delivery room, you're basically like, a bystander or a tourist on like the beaches of Normandy, man. Like it is just like, you're just there. <laughs> you're just allowed, <laughs> allowed to be there and totally not cut out. You're like the guy who brings a typewriter ashore and like saving private Ryan. Like, it's like <laughs> where's your rifle? And you're like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> just, just not qualified. Like for real, that's exactly what it is. 
And so like do what you can do. And like one thing I could do, I was like, okay, I'll change every, uh, I'll change every shit diaper. Like I know my wife doesn't want to do that. I'm going to do every single one. So change every dirty diaper, clean every bottle, make, if you're making formula, make, you know, make all the formula, uh, do bath time, wash and fold away burp claws, uh, baby clothes. There's like always the kind of the worst part about having a baby is like, there's always something to be doing like in preparation for like the next wake awake time or like feeding time or whatever. So there's always something to do like as a man. So I guess that's like my, my tip is like do all the shit jobs and they're not shit jobs. They're you're for your kid and you love your kid more than anything, but you know, cleaning bottles is a little monotonous. Like it, it wears on you. But if you can, yeah, it, it, fucking, yeah. especially if they like fall behind the bed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you find them later. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But if you can alleviate some of that from your wife, like that's a great tip. And then another quick one I got is like, like for hunting trips. It's like we we went through a whole hunting season last year, kind of finding the nuances of like how finding the balance of leaving my wife with a newborn and, you know, going to Wyoming for five days and then, you know, hunting, you know, over 150 days here last year and kind of really making that work without really having her feel left high and dry. So one thing, divorce, really. yeah, exactly. Like step number one, check, didn't get a divorce, nailed it. Uh, step number two, I get to go hunting again this fall. So we, we did something good. There you so go. one one thing we worked out, and I, I think I, I got this from Randy Newberg, was like when you budget for a hunt, it's like budget in like something for her to like go away and do something. So like budget in for like Robin to go to the spa for a day, and then arrange for like childcare for the day. Not that whole trip, but it it really shows that you know uh, you took the time to think ahead, and you're thinking of, of your spouse and letting her have some time alone. Um, while you're out really enjoying. So like factor that into your budget, you know, find that money, however you, however you need to, um, and factor that in, um, that, that has been really, uh, successful for us. I I really like that one. I think that's a solid piece of advice for anyone out there that, that is, whether you're a parent or not, you know, you're passionate about hunting and like, say you're going to spend a lot of days of the year away out planning these trips. Um, and, you know, also the, the financial commitment, that's something I should have done more of, to be honest. And I kind of realized that as, a, as I was going through the process, man, like, cause I, it's funny when, when my wife and I were dating before we were married and before we had kids, like, dude, I'd go hunt for a week straight up at the farm or whatever. And, you know, it was just cool. I'm going to hunt for a week. I'll see you when I get back and cool. And then it's like a switch flips. You have that kid and it's like, what do you mean you're going to be gone for two days? Well, you just expect me to, to do, do all those bottles, do all this laundry. I just got off work. I've got to work the day after you get back. I'm tired. It's like, (laughs) it's like, it's a completely different thing. And so, dude, I'll tell you, like we, my wife and I, we never fought about hunting or anything until we had a, and it was like, man, I, I should have done a better job of, of thinking through some of those things. Well, the thing to consider is inevitably when you're alone with your kid and your spouse isn't there, shit hits the fan every time. I mean, it's like projectile vomit across the whole living room. And it's like, is that how I didn't even know that was physically possible. Just it's a disaster, you know, so it's nice to factor in a at least they know they're you you provided something for them to go do something they enjoy. Right. Yeah. And I try to do like with the way my job is being gone for in between 60 to 90 days uh, in a clip. 
I'll try to do the same thing for Jenna. Like, cause if not, they're going to go insane. Like if, if you don't try and help them one way or the other, like they'll, they'll lose their shit. And, and she's been amazing with all this shit, like taking care of Quinn, taking care of Loki, you know, the house, like we've got 18 acres. You know, so the, the grass has got to get mowed. It's got to be maintained. And uh, she does that all with, with the baby and our insane dog and has never bitched once. Well, she'll bitch, but she just still does it. So trying to get like a spa day or I mean, anything like freaking just send her out to do a, a pedicure or some shit is goes a long way. Go out, grab a drink with the girls, you know, something. Yeah. When it comes to hunting too, I think expectation management early on is huge. Um, like Caroline and I have sat down like last week we sat down and I mapped out like my entire fall, like what that looks like. And like, she knows I'm going to be leaving. I'm going to be traveling either for the army or for, for hunting. And she knows like, I'm just going to be hunting, but you know, I'm also trying to figure out ways to like incorporate them into it, like renting a camper from the MWR and like, they can come out with me for like one of the hunts. Um, I think we might go up to Wyoming together. Then we're going to see how the kid is, you know, if he's super colicky or something, I'll probably just nix the hunt, but if it works out, then like, it'll be kind of a camping trip, kind of a hunting trip. And I'll leave for a few hours at a time and then come back. So like there's some, some pretty cool things you can do and get creative with it, but it really is like messaging and talking and like, this is not going to change. Like I have to hunt, <laughs> especially when, you know, relating it back to hunting. Like that, that doesn't, that doesn't stop. Um, she laughs at me when I'm like, oh, I got to put food on the table and provide for, for our young boy. And she's just like, shut the fuck up. Like, but you know, I, I try to always keep hammering that home. They're like, this is what I'm doing. I'm very clear. But then there's always time on the back end. I try to like, make sure exactly what you're talking about. There's a trip that we're either going to take together or with the kid or, you know, she's going to have her own day and I'll take the kid for a weekend and she can go do something with the girls or go back to back East, see her family or whatever. Yeah. No, it's a really good idea. Robin likes to see that stuff on the calendar too. I never knew how to put things on a Google calendar and, until we had a kid um, and talking about what days, you know, she likes to plan ahead. And so, yeah, laying, laying the fallout. This is when I'll be gone. This is what I'm going to be doing. That's, that's really good up front. Yeah. You're going to find like the plan shit is, is easy. It's when, you know, you find out that you got a, a tag in Wyoming. If you can be there in the next three days, that's where the shit is going to hit the fan. It's not, it's not as easy as just jumping in your truck and driving and, uh, and then heading back. Cause she might not want that. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> Especially if your ass flips it again. <laughs> I didn't flip in Wyoming. It is very hard to flip flip a truck where we were in Wyoming. That would be impressive. I flipped it on the side of a mountain in Colorado. Tomato, but tomato. Yeah, details. You got anything else, Barry? You got any tips on uh, bringing? How about uh, we we had a good question um, on? Uh, I do like the Saturday uh, AMA type deal with Hunt Lift Eat, where people can just ask questions. And so one of them today was. Do you guys have kids uh, just talking about the team and like, how do you guys raise your kids in the outdoors? And I answered it kind of the best of my ability for how I plan to do it. But uh, Perry, why don't you take a stab at that with how you're currently doing it with Jonah, your oldest? Yeah, it's, it's been by far more of an emphasis on him, but, but it, I mean, it really, my daughter's too. So, I mean, it's not like she's, you know, incapable of doing things as well. Um, I think the first big thing, is just let them see 
that you're doing it. Let them see that it's something you're passionate about. You know, let them see that it's a priority to you. And that doesn't even necessarily have to be like going on these hunting trips, but that can just be like making sure you spend time outdoors with them, making, making sure they know you enjoy being outdoors. You would rather be outside doing something, whether it's working in the garden, whether it's either, you know, even cutting the grass, which like, believe me, I do not enjoy cutting the grass, but um, the yard work, the things outdoors, you know, the chores that have to be done, it's so easy to set them down in front of a screen and tablet. And, you know, we all do it. Like I'm, I'm guilty of it just as much as anyone else, but let them know that being outdoors is a priority for you, that you have a love of the outdoors and then they will want to share in that same thing. And then beyond that, like something I've really started doing the past, I'd say I really started it last year. Um, I took Jonah out for his first sit. We've talked about that for, for, you know, a little hunt. We, uh, I let him actually, <laughs> it was a, the little, uh, you know, poor man's blind that we worked on out at the farm there, Luke out in the backfield where we basically just have a, a good spot to watch a big field, have a little bench out there. And we just piled some logs and brush and stuff and kind of brushed it in. Um, we did that back in the spring a couple years ago. And then prior to last hunting season, I took Jonah out there with me, cut some pine limbs and some other branches, brushed it in prior to the season, had him help me. Um, to kind of sh- explain to him what we were doing, why we were doing it, that we were going to be, this is a place we were going to sit that upcoming season. We were going to hunt out of there. And then one evening when it, when it was, uh, you know, the weather wasn't too cold, I took him out there with me. We sat for an hour and a half um, and watched. Um, we've done the same thing this summer with going out and, um, and doing some summer scouting, glassing for deer. Uh, just the other day, or actually just yesterday afternoon, I climbed up in the saddle in the backyard and was getting a little bit of uh, archery practice um, in the backyard. I had him out there, um, obviously supervised. My wife was home, but um, so he could kind of see, you know, see the process, let him know what I'm doing. I'm practicing for the upcoming season. And so the big thing is just, you know, let him see what you're doing. Be, you know, have them be part of it when they can. The backpack, like I mentioned earlier, is a great, a great way to do that. And then, you do that consistently. It doesn't have to be every day, but you know, you do that consistently over the years. You're going to build that foundation. Yeah. I do the same thing with Quinn. I mean, she's not near as old as yours, Perry. Uh, she's only 18 months now. Um, but like whenever I go out, check my feeders or want to like pull an SD card from the trail cam, like I just take her out with me. If she's, if she's awake or if she's napping, just let her stay. But <clears throat> she loves being outside. So it's pretty easy to, it's an easy sell. Just open up that door and she takes off. So I think just getting them involved early is, is the big thing. And then, you know, if they show an interest fostering that, but like not forcing it on them. Yeah. I think that's really important. Uh, obviously not from personal experience, but just like anecdotally, just like, you know, like looking at other people I, when I knew we were trying and obviously the last, you know, nine, 10 months I've been observing and trying to learn and figure out what I'm going to do. And like seeing buddies of mine that waited until their kids were like, like six, seven, eight, or even 10 or whatever. And then trying to like get them interested in the outdoors. And it's like really hard uh, because there's been been no foundation. Like they would just leave and go do their hunting stuff and leave the kids back with, with, you know, their mom. And then there was this big separation. It was just like, Oh, dad's going to do whatever. And they didn't grow up like the foundation of, uh, looking at and seeing all this stuff. Like I remember, hell, this is probably two years ago, uh, Perry, I was over at the house and uh, Jonah was just excited just to watch, you know, hunting shows and big bucks. I think he was just saying big bucks. And we were just watching, you know, big bucks getting shot, which 
you know, there's probably different schools of thought on whether or not your, your three-year-old should be watching that. But, you know, for us, like, it, it was cool. It was cool for me to see it. And I was like, ah, oh, that's, that's badass right there. That's, that's what I want. And so I think it's really important to raise them from an early age. Like somebody asked me, like, you know, when's, you know, your kid's first hunt going to be? And I was like, I don't know, probably in like four months. Like, how much? I mean, am I actually going to shoot my gun? No, but like, I'm going to go out and be doing things. Like, he'll be out there. He's going to be around while we're, you know, at at camp while we're, you know, working up animals. He's going to see me butchering animals from that literally, almost literally, the time he's born. Hopefully, in a few weeks, when me and Perry kill an antelope, he's going to be out there while me and them are butch- me and Perry are butchering antelope. So, I think just the early exposure to where that's just what they know. It's the same with anything else. Like if you, if you want your kid to be able to do something, you know, like ride in the car, like you got to like travel, you got to get them traveling from a young age and just like power through it. If you want them to be able to do, you know, anything. And I think it's, it's just conditioning. And so you got to expose them to what you want them to, that's what you value and what you want them to value as well. But I could be full of shit cause I don't have a kid yet, but I'll talk to you guys in like 12 hours. <laughs> this is off topic. Can we just talk about how weird it is that like, when you're trying to have a kid or like your mom or your, your in-laws are like begging for grandkids and they're basically giving you like carte blanche to finish inside of their daughter. Like how fucking, <laughs> how fucking weird is that? You want to hear weird. All right. So I'm probably getting in trouble for this one, but Caroline's mom calls Caroline in the car either earlier today or yesterday. I can't remember. It's all blurring together. And Caroline's talking about how she hasn't gotten to labor yet and she had all this stuff. And then I can. Dude, I thought this is going. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't hear what Caroline's mom said, but Caroline goes, Yeah, we just tried that. And I looked at it like. (laughs) Yeah, you guys can fill in the fucking gaps there. But I was just like, What the? Mm, It's a little weird. It is. I'm with you, Derek. It's fucking awkward, man. Super weird. Dude, we've all been there. It is. That's the worst. They're like, especially if they're like, Hey, why don't y'all go, you know, try to make a baby? And it's like, oh, not, not feeling it. No. Yeah. Everybody wants to be hyper involved. Right. <laughs> yeah. Get used to that, man. That's, that is, that's something that you're going to start dealing with is everyone's wants to be hyper involved in, in the, in the conception all the way through. Like, so I requested Colorado, man. I'm on the other side of the fucking country. I got standoff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should have thought of that. Hey, you're way too close. Dude, I was in Alabama. My fucking parents drove like 12 hours to come see that thing. <laughs> oh, nah, it's, it's exciting not, times. Not me conceive it, but. <laughs> <laughs> but they did come down to see me conceive it as well. It was, it, we have a very tight family. West Virginia, man, you know? <laughs> I'm not going to bitch about my in-laws anymore, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably best. <laughs> I'd never say it out loud, but having a kid during COVID when uh, visitors weren't allowed at the hospital and allowed to be in there immediately after, it was like kind of nice. It's just you and your wife and your kid. And Dude. You don't have a, bu- a bunch of family like hounding you immediately and you kind of have a chance to breathe and just hang out, the three of you. That's going to be really nice. Actually, now that you bring that up, that's one of the things, Jenna, like when I told her I was doing this podcast, she just started like spout off all kinds of shit that I had fucked up when we were doing this. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the, one of the things that she had um, kind of like hinted to is like, you need to be kind of the bodyguard when like in-laws or even her family, like start getting more pushy, like, you know, kind of fending them off so she can get some alone time and recover and uh, recuperate and get some time with the baby. Like 
you're that's that, a great you're that gatekeeper now. Yep. I don't foresee yeah, that yeah. being a problem for Luke. He's he's kind of a little bit of a bulldog anyway, but yeah. That's you you got it's something you gotta do. Yeah, the the schedule just does not I'm leaving like on fucking Thursday or Friday, depending on how things go, probably to go out for the field for like two and a half, three weeks. So but her mom's coming in, so I think it'll be good for a little while. Um and then I'm gonna I'll be putzing back and forth as I get some opportunities to check in and see if things, but just kind of is what it is at this point. I got one more that kind of worked for me during hunting season. Let's hear it. Um, find uh, whatever your wife loves to do the most for in Robin's case, she loves to sleep in. It's like what makes her happy, happier than anything in the world and allow her to do that in the off season. So like, or off season, if you're thinking in, in hunting terms all the time. So like every weekend, that's or the only day. way. I, I know. It's, it's, I just felt like I had to say that out loud. But part of my hunting season prep is in the off season on the weekends. I get up with the baby every weekend, hungover or not, Saturday, Sunday. We don't work Fridays, so Fridays. Um, and let Robin sleep in. And not necessarily like view it as like I'm cashing in during hunting season when I want to get up and, and do those morning hunts. Um, but she loves to sleep in. And obviously during hunting season, that's not always conducive um, if you're doing those morning hunts. So get up with the baby, find whatever it is that your wife really loves to do, allow her to do that. Um, and then use that, not like building up points or like cashing in, but. But something like building else up that points can, and cashing in. exactly what it is. <laughs> but it's kind of like building up points and cashing in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it is. I talk about that with like my fucking dudes is like, like capital. Every relationship is it's a bank account and you're either withdrawing or you're fucking depositing. And if you have that mindset, not that from your perspective, but from the other person's perspective, and you're always trying to make sure you're depositing more than you're withdrawing, all your relationships would be much easier, whether that's in the military, personal life, wife, kids, whatever. So, but yeah, you're putting deposits in, you're building up points and cashing out. Yeah. It also helps like just, you know, it's just consider It's kind of like what I said earlier, when you budget for them to go do something, it makes them feel her every, all parties feel heard when you're trying to go smack a giant deer or a just normal mediocre subpar deer. In our <laughs> yeah, case. Story of my life, man. <laughs> mediocre and subpar. Yeah. 120 yeah. inch deer is like a 200 inch deer to me. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like, you know, three inches is eight inches to you, too. Yeah. I, I start measuring from my taint, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a bunch of lucky lucky wives we all have. It's exciting times, man. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's uh, it's crazy. It's wild. Um, it's no shit one of the best times of your life. Like, I, I've, I've done some cool shit, and I thought I was happy, but, like, watching Quinn run around and like learn shit and, and just like become a little person herself has been pretty awesome. So you're, you're going to dig it, dude. Yeah. It's the greatest thing in the world, man. We spent the whole weekend, just us, us three this weekend being lazy and it's unbeatable. Absolutely unbeatable. Happy for you. I just spent all afternoon with my two youngins, uh, well all day really, but, um, my wife worked today. I spent all afternoon running errands. Had to run to Academy, tractor supply, get a couple things. I was like, you know what? They were they were just goofing off in the back seat, having a great time. It's like, you know what? I'm gonna take them out for pizza. They love to go out for pizza. They had a great day. You know, it's like, y'all wanna go out for pizza? 
I had a blast, you know, just, it, it doesn't take much to, to keep a kid happy. And it's, it's a, it's a fun time, man. Yeah. I'm really excited. So it's going to be a, it's one of the, you know, I feel like I do, I've done some stuff in my life and I, now it's like, this is something I haven't done. So it's definitely going to be fucking wild. Um, terrifying at the same time, but in a good way. So it'll be awesome. Next time you folks hear from Luke, he'll be a daddy. Yeah, do we need to wrap this up so you can go have a kid or whatever? Yeah, probably probably. So. if he would have wrapped Find it up, it. we wouldn't have this problem. <laughs> <laughs> too little, too late, Derek. Oh, man. Yeah, you're about nine months too late on that one. It's yeah, we go ahead and wrap Making content. You said, <laughs> said you're making content for the podcast, man. Now we can have a dad <laughs> podcast because you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll be the, the third spinoff of the HLE podcast will be uh, just like dad talk. We'll just talk about the <laughs> bullshit and like raising your kids in the outdoors. That actually would probably be, I don't think might, anybody's done that. Might have a pretty good audience. <laughs> I bet we would. Maybe we'll do that. That might, that might need to be a completely separate podcast though. Not a segment. Probably so. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it, but no, I really appreciate it guys. Uh, this was awesome. Um, Derek, I appreciate you being flexible with the timeline shift because ah, we plan on doing this an hour later. And, uh, but no, this is, this was great. Those were all good tips that I'm going to definitely put to use and utilize, especially the uh, not getting puked on and uh, the burping halfway through the bottle. I'm going to remember that one because as many as, you know, the most bodily fluids that don't end up in my mouth, the fucking better. <laughs> we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Uh, I appreciate you guys. And then I'll, I appreciate all of our listeners and everybody who listens to this podcast and puts up with our bullshit. Thank you guys so much.